right, so welcome to Ola, which is a podcast of the Catholic community of Our Lady of Angels in Allen, Texas. So our hope in starting this is to reach out and stay in touch with our community in ways that are informative, community building, and fun. So we're going to start each episode with a little bit of Ola news, then we're going to interview a guest, and finally we'll close with a brief discussion or possibly a challenge for the community. Um, Welcome. This is our very first episode, so you've caught us at the beginning. I am Jennifer Hardy, and my co-host is Rosemary Crocker. Hello, everybody. So we both are staff at Our Lady of Angels and really wanted to just bring this to you and reach out. So um, we'll start. We are, this is airing um, on Mardi Gras, so uh, Tuesday, February 16th. So we, um, I don't know, Rosemary, do you um, normally do anything fun on Mardi Gras? You know, I don't. I'm always a fan, though, of the pancakes and um, sausage for dinner. But unfortunately, my daughter is one that always says she cannot have breakfast for dinner. So uh, we have to come up with some kind of compromise. But generally, anything with cheese is good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think our our families would mesh that well then. (laughs) We are a cheeseless household and um, definitely do the the breakfast for dinner thing. That's awesome. Maybe I need to come to your house. (laughs) There you go. Although I haven't heard that from Mardi Gras. Um, I'm actually from New Orleans. So Mardi Gras there is like an entire season, not a day. So it's tons of stuff and lots and lots and lots of things that you shouldn't eat, of course. And (laughs) yes, of course, Um, the king cake, right? Definitely king cake, lots of king cake, usually donuts also. And, you know, the traditional jambalaya, the rice, all that, all the different, you know, tons and tons of carbs. So, oh, um, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, miss some of that for sure. But we've been here long enough that um, we haven't been going, you know, all out on Mardi Gras for a while. So, I think this could be a year that most people are going to want to go all out. No, definitely. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring this today to have a little bit of something. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Absolutely. So. All right. So um, since it's Mardi Gras, our biggest news for, for the church right now would be that Lent is coming up. So Lent starts tomorrow with Ash Wednesday. Um, we are going to be having services at Our Lady of Angels. We'll have an 8.30, a noon, a 4 p.m., and a 7 p.m. And the 7 is actually the only one that you would have to register for. Um, we will also be having um, Mass followed by stations um, each Friday during Lent at 6 p.m. So we are continuing that tradition, and we'd love to see you guys there. Um, another thing that's going to be offered during Lent is a session on Fridays at 1 p.m. Um, Heidi Simpson has volunteered to lead a um, a group that will meet every Friday and discuss the series on Formed called Forgiven. Um, it is a beautiful series. It's been out for quite a while, and um, we're excited about that. So far, about um, 27, 28 people signed up. So if you're interested, look for that link in the newsletter. All right. That sounds great. Um, and then also coming up this Sunday, we're going to have a blood drive. Um, so from 830 to 2 in the parking lot. So, um, you know, that's very much in need right now. So if you have the time, come on out for that. Um, And then we're really excited because our February family service project um, 
we just wrapped that up and it was Valentine cards for the local seniors. And we actually got over 300 beautiful cards. So we're really excited um, that we were able to go and deliver those this past weekend um, and, and bring bring some joy to, to their faces for sure. Absolutely. Um, that is, that's a wonderful thing. And I just the thought of, um, you know, sometimes we can think about the hard time that we're experiencing going through. So um, to acknowledge those other people that have it even harder than us is always something that can be uplifting. Yes. I so think- way to go, Ola families. Yes, Yay. for everyone involved, <laughs> for sure. Um, I think our last piece of news would um, be the Catholic Social Teaching Ministry is starting a nine-week community building program um, at the end of the month, so on the 28th. Um, we'll be delving into um, the scriptural underpinnings and giving some practical tools needed to advocate for our shared principles as Catholics. Um, there's still a few spots available, so um, I would encourage you to register. This is going to be a very powerful program, and we're really looking forward to to um, getting to know each other better and and having these discussions on on these topics and building community around that. All right. Well, with that done, we are super excited to bring you our very first guest, Rosemary. Who are we having on today? Well, starting this out and and you know looking for guests, who else would we want to start with but our own Father Bell? So we have some um, different questions that we're going to be asking him. Some are a little more fun. Some are a little more serious. And hopefully you guys can learn something new about Father Bell. Um, He is a man of many different facets and a great love for our parish. So we're real excited to talk with him. Yes, definitely. So stay tuned. We will bring you our interview with Father Bell. Welcome, Father Bell, to Ola, the podcast. Uh, we are so happy to have you here as our first guest. Um, have you ever been on a podcast before? Podcast, no. Radio, yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What radio have you been on? Uh, KRLD and uh, uh, KERA. Oh, cool! Wow, so you're a pro at this. You're you're uh, working no, with the amateurs today. On. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all working at it. <laughs> Nobody has hired me to do it full time. <laughs> well, maybe this is your shot then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't need another job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us do. Um, let's see. So uh, we're, we have a, just a couple of questions, some more fun um, and some a little bit deeper. So uh, we are gonna, we're going to start with those. Um, Rosemary, do you want to take the first one? Sure. So this one is a fun one about movies. So out of movies, what would be your favorite category? Would you say action, comedy, or musical? Well, actually, I'm an omnivore. I like any good movie. But if uh, push came to shove, my uh, popcorn type of movie that I would watch is science fiction. 
especially uh, space-related type of things. Oh, nice. We got something in common. I, lo I love space stuff too. So, um, okay, I'll take the second one. Um, sweets, cookies. I'm not supposed to eat any. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hypothetical sweets. <laughs> But that being said, uh, I still have uh, a weak spot for M&M peanuts and chocolate and nuts. And in terms of baked stuff, uh, I like the non-icing type of cakes like carrot, I mean, not carrot cake, but um, zucchini bread and, and things of that sort. Hmm. Yum. That's a yum. good list. <laughs> yes. I have to say, I'm, I'm right there with you with the peanut M&Ms. Those are good. Um, so the next question is, a favorite sport that you have participated in or watched? Baseball. <laughs> is that a watching or both? Or? I, I, well, I, I enjoy it as a sport to watch the strategy and all that that goes into it. I even when I go to the uh, games, and that's not very often nowadays, I keep score just because I like that statistical element to it. I did play softball and a little baseball, but I wasn't any good at it. That's the reason why I'm also not a professional baseball player, too. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you on that one. I was always in the outfield, <laughs> way in the outfield. <laughs> so with with baseball, did you have a favorite team? I grew up listening to the Chicago White Sox uh, until the Rangers showed up, and then it's been Rangers ever since. Yes, good deal, good deal. Okay, so the next one is, do you know how to drive a standard car? Yes, if it's on the floor. I have never <laughs> driven a car with, with the stick on the column. So. Oh. oh, yes, that is much harder. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next question. These go into the little more, a little more detailed of ones. Were you surprised when you felt God calling you to the priesthood? I'm going to answer no, not because of an ego trip, but because I started thinking about becoming a priest back when I was in first grade. And it wasn't, there wasn't any surprise to it in the sense of it just came to me and I was interested in it. Uh, and it wouldn't be until later that the surprise came that why I lasted as long as I did in seminary, given some of the... Uh, propensities of not finding studies the most uh, prominent thing in my life uh, and also just the, the uh, fact that I went into the minor seminary right out of eighth grade that means staying uh, focused enough for 12 years to get ordained so I'm more surprised in that regard than being called now later years the fact that I was called, it's one of those things that, you know, why, why me and why, was, why other people who are better qualified or had better personalities or whatever it is, why they didn't get called by God. So uh, 
those would be the surprises, but it was all after the fact or, well, after the beginning. Well, I'm not surprised by that part, but I am surprised by the this academic part. I always thought of you as very studious. Uh, no. I mean, if if I want to apply myself, I can be. But my preference is to go do something else. <laughs> Even <now laughs> maybe, maybe to go fishing? Fishing, bridge, one of those crazy games on the computer or my iPad, on my Kindle, uh, any almost anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think some of the young people will um, be able to re- relate with you with the um, having trouble staying focused on the studies. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, you might be able to yeah to motivate some of them <laughs> with that. Okay, so the next one is: Do you remember your very first baptism after being ordained? I don't, in the sense of it wasn't one specific baptism. Uh, at that time, at at Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, which is in Oak Cliff in Dallas, I had been ordained a deacon, and the policy was that they did baptisms as a group. So instead of one, it was multiple. So it was always interesting balancing three or four or more children getting baptized at the same session after the the, uh, noon mass on Sundays. Uh, They didn't do it during mass like we do it at Our Lady of Angels. Matter of fact, most places did not do it during mass until much later uh, in terms of history. Um, I do remember one instance in which there was one child who was doing a lot of crying uh, and I made a passing comment just because that made that child identifiable but the mother thought I was somehow upset with the child and it wasn't it was the fact that this child had a little bit more personality than the other four or five (laughs) that were there so yes I I remember that Maya was um, it was a big group baptism it was like at least six or seven after mass kind of thing so Oh, wow. That's neat. All right. So in the priesthood, in your years of being a priest, any memories of laughs, um, maybe something funny, a mishap, or just something that, that brought you a lot of joy at a time? Well, I was privileged enough to know Monsignor Glenn D. Gardner, or Father Duffy, as he went by. And he was one of the funniest people I've ever known, and he was always good for a laugh, and I just loved being just an audience to him. Uh, sometimes I was the fall guy or the straight man, but but just he the, he was just that unique. But I do enjoy the opportunities of, like when my minor seminary class has a reunion about every five years, and we all when we all get together, it's just enjoyable hearing them all rem reminisce about um, things that occurred. Uh, and so there, there's that type of, of laughs. I'm not a joke teller per se. Uh, if I'm gonna do anything comedic, it's usually something that is more theatrical or is sketches or spoofs as opposed to, you know, three people walked into a bar type of, of, of joke. So I'm not usually the center of the laughs 
I'm more of the audience uh, that enjoys laughing at, at, at uh, the stories that other people tell. Our VBS kids might have a, have a different opinion about that, though. <laughs> well, it's, you got to remember, though, those are always theatrical. Those are theatrical, so. yes. <laughs> those are great. All right, so our last question for tonight is, with your years of experience and learning, is there any piece of advice that you would like to pass on to your audience that you know you just haven't been able to squeeze into a homily? I guess the best that we can always do is just allude to one's own personal challenges uh, that we experience when we were their age. I think a lot of times, and just reflecting on myself, I never thought of my parents when they were my age. It just never crossed my mind. You'd hear stories about specific events, but you never had them share what their challenges or struggles with, other than you knew that they grew up during the Depression, uh, that things were not easy, all those type of things. But the, the personal struggle of how they found their identity and who they were and those type of things. And the same type of challenges also uh, in, in regard to myself, for those who are uh, incomparable ages, you know, uh, as, as far as that goes, somehow talking about it personally uh, in, in terms of relating it is uh, very difficult to find the right words, uh, the experience, how do you, how do you describe a feeling uh, adequately and things of that sort. So that's the only thing I sort of regret not being able to somehow share or convey that they're in the same boat. I remember being in the same boat that they are, but uh, being able to, to sort of give them a reassurance that their uncertainties, their uh, reticence, their fears, challenges, everything else, are the same thing the rest of us went through and at least in theory, successfully got through. So trying to convey that is, has been probably more of a wish and less of anything that I've been able to accomplish. Yeah, that's a, that's a great piece of advice and thought there. I think that's something that you know many of us have, have not really thought through or put into practice all that well, huh? Yes, think? and you, you said that very, very beautifully, Father. And um, I think just by expressing that, that shows um, that your heart is always with the people that you you serve and shepherd. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, definitely. You're Thanks welcome. for all of your time tonight and, and putting up with our questions. So. <laughs> all right. Well, um, that was great to have Father Bell on here. Right, Rosemary? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think our other guests are going to have a, um, you know, something to aim for now. Um, it was uh, great to hear just some of the, the fun answers to questions. And um, hopefully we all learned a little bit more about Father Bell that we didn't know. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely did myself. So I, I'm sure that, that everybody else will get a lot out of this. 
um, just being able to see uh, this side of, of Father Bell. So, Yes, yes. Great interview. I think I give it a 10. Definitely. <laughs> So now we want to shift our focus to you. So for each episode, we are going to close with a little bit of our spiritual journeys. Um, and then we were, we're going to reach out to you with either a prayer or a challenge for the community. Um, and then for this week, we are going to start with Lent because um, that's where we are. And we want to, to give you some resources and kind of just discuss it. So Rosemary, um, what, are, what are your plans or what are you doing? Well, I've had a hard time coming up with one specific thing. And um, luckily on our Flocknote system, we are going to be offering some emails um, that can go out each day, or I believe 25 days of Lent. And these are going to have different challenges. And so looking at those, I'm going to go with those challenges for the first 25 days. And uh, for example, I think on this Friday, the challenge will be to only have water during the day. So I am a girl that loves to have crystal light with my water. So to give up that crystal light or give up that big red soda that I kind of crave every once in a while, that'll be a challenge for me. But I really like these because each day is going to be different. Um, so I, I think right now for myself, when things become too routine, I kind of lose, can lose some interest. So I think this will be good for me. So um, any of you that want to sign up for those, it's been in the newsletter and they are Linton email challenges for 2021. So uh, feel free to sign up for that and join me on the first 25 days of Lent. So Rosemary, quick question. What, how does the giving up crystal light, for example, how does that bring you closer to God this in Lent or how do you envision that will? Well, that, that giving up for me is, um, actually kind of gives me more insight into what Jesus was giving up for us. Um, it can be that little bit of crystal light that I give up, but he gave up so much. Um, and just that little bit of suffering for me reminds yeah, me that, just that little bit of chance for you to think on that, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, in giving up, we also think of, it kind of causes me to think of, okay, I need to give up more time to be with Jesus. I need to, to go to him in adoration or go seek God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation. So it can just add to a lot of different thoughts. Yeah. Great. And um, what are you going to be doing, Jennifer? Well, I, I don't also have a very clear plan. I have, um, you know, some things I'm currently working on, um, in my spiritual journey. Um, I've been working with my spiritual director on, on personal prayer. Um, so I'm going to continue to follow her lead on that, see where that goes. So I, it's not that definitive. Um, I'm also reading, um, hunger for hope by, uh, sister Simone Campbell. And, um, she really delves into contemplative prayer and meditation. Um, so I've been trying that, but that's, that's been a bit of a struggle. I've, I've done, you know, contemplating on, on readings or different things, but just that pure sitting still clearing your mind meditation is, is a challenge for me. So, um, probably for me to, as well. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'll probably try to continue to working on that. Um, 
And um, I've, I've just had this great experience of going through um, the greater retreat um, with my son for confirmation. And um, that has been great and, and a lot of chance to reflect on the workings of the Holy Spirit in our lives, which I think sometimes we don't do a whole lot of reflecting on that and just the power of the Spirit. So I'd hope to to um, kind of continue that that thought process through Lent. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Holy Spirit is that one we kind of neglect quite a bit. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you've gotten to this podcast from either our um, website or Facebook or through some of our emails, um, we have included a link under there for a lot, a lot of resources that um, you can access that might be um, ways for you to reach out or to, you know, do your spiritual journey and or possibly give up things however you want to, because we know everybody is going to be different there. So lots and lots of resources in addition to what Rosemary mentioned, which sounds really great to me. And Jennifer, you know what, I just thought of something. Um, Will you kind of check in with me and see how I'm doing on those challenges? Um, yeah, sometimes it helps idea. to have that accountability, you know, and, um, I, I know that you would be doing that for my goodness. So, um, I invite you to say, okay, Rosemary, are you sticking to those challenges? You know? Yeah. Maybe um, I'll ask you in the next episode. <laughs> all right. That'll work. That'll work. We will see Sounds how I'm good. doing. <laughs> you can do the same for me as well. <laughs> okay. That's great. <laughs> all right. And if any of you want to reach out to us, um, we would love to hear if you've got ideas or news that you want passed along, um, or if you would like to be a guest on our episode, um, you can email us at podcast at ourladyofangels.com. All right, Rosemary, anything else? Nothing else I can think of. Um, I just hope everybody makes it a great Lenten journey and um, really take the time to enter in and, and you know, do that as a family. I, I love that you said, you know, talked about the retreat with your son, um, you know, maybe find something together as a family or a friend and that account accountability factor um, can be a really good one for us. Yes, definitely. I agree with that one. Uh, yeah. So find someone else or do it with your family and, and kind of take our lead on that one. And we hope to, um, get you back again for our next episode. Absolutely. The big question will be who will our next guest be? Yes. I'll have to come back and find out. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.